Welcome again to another podcast with Faith Baptist Church, our Faith Cast Ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Visalia. It is good to be here. And today we have a very special, two very special guests, as we are going to talk about. Last time with Zach, we, Zach asked me some questions about the husband's role, and, and so his fiancée, Christy, is here. Say hi, Christy. Hello. And, and then my wife, Sharon, say hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Sharon, and she, is, she and Christy are going to, we're going to do the wife side of the questions. Uh, this is all a part of their homework assignment for the pre-marriage counseling that they're going through. And, and so they are going to, Chrissy's going to ask some questions, and Sharon is going to answer them. So let's go ahead and, and get started. All right, and then if I feel the need to interject, I'll do it, but I probably won't. This, this will, you know, if, if, if we need to keep things moving along, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, but this is going to be the, the Christine Sharon show, or is it the Sharon and Christy? Oh, Christine and Sharon's good. Christine and Sharon. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Christy, go ahead. What's your first question? See, the first question is, what does the Bible mean by submission? <laughs> I, I think that Eric told me before that it means I'm supposed to rub his feet every night and say, yes, master. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell everyone that. Oh, uh, sorry. Do we need to cut? Do we need to start at the beginning? I'll, I can edit this later, so no, just keep going. <laughs> I think it's when you willingly yield and place yourself under someone else, they're leading. Is that okay? Yeah. (laughs) This is all impromptu. Yeah. And then the following question that kind of goes in with that is what does it involve? Does it involve rubbing Eric's feet? (laughs) No. (laughs) What does it involve? I mean, that could be obviously practically it involves different things for different people. But I think... They said it's a willingness to put what your desires or put someone else's desires ahead of your own. And as you talk over things, being willing to let him lead. I've noticed there's a lot of times that we as women, Mm -hmm. we're happy to let men lead when they're doing the things that we want them to do (laughs) or they're leading in the way that we want them to. But just being willing to leave that final decision with him and be his helper and be supportive. (laughs) I know that that's a really hard one for me sometimes. What you said about when they're doing something that we then we're like, okay, go ahead and lead. And then when they're not, then no, you're being a bad leader. No, I don't want to listen to you. I know better. I, I had a friend one time that said, it's easy for me to submit to my husband's leadership in big decisions, buying a house or a job or a move or something. But she said that in the little things, it's hard for her to submit. And I think it's because of right. what you were saying, because I don't know, those ones, I don't know, we just want our own way in so many little things. But uh, yeah. not that we can't have our own way sometimes. Right, <laughs> Master Eric? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just leave me out of this. (laughs) That sounds good. Uh, What does it mean for a wife to be her husband's helper? Oh, the helper. The helper. The the genesis. Yeah, I want to have three little words, you know, leader, lover, learner. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can be the the helper, the submitter, and the respecter. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> but maybe we need to stick with verbs because that just doesn't roll off the tongue as well as leader, lover, learner. So, right, we we submit and we help and we respect. Three verbs. To be the helper. I think in a practical sense, that means I'm willing to rearrange my schedule to work with the goals that he has set up for the day or the family. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it means that I'm willing to, when I see an issue in his life or sin, that I'm willing to ask him about that and be like, what did you mean here? And how does that line up with this scripture? And just to respectfully question, because as a wife, you see that person more than anyone else sees them. You know them better. Right. I think just willing to listen and, and give advice. And then, you know, Eric says, I help him by making him look good. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a joke. But just taking care of the home and the children and just serving and managing the home the best way that I can. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that you know, that's, that's, that's really good. You, you are, you know, I, I can't function very well at all without you. And, you know, one, one of the ways that you know that your wife is a good helper is when she leaves and, you know, it's, it's obvious that she's not around. Everybody knows it. The kids know it. I know it. We don't know what we're going to eat. We, you know, we, we don't know what clothes we're supposed to wear. You know, I mean, that's extreme stuff. But, but, but I think that, you know, you, you are the helper in so many ways. And it's, it's really hard to define it, right? Right, just wherever he needs help. But I just think about, you know, it's marriages and is until death do you part. And one day we're not going to have kids in the home. One day some people, they don't have kids or the roles change so much, but your, your husband's helper the whole way. So I think that we need to look beyond just managing the home, although that's a big part of it. But I think you are his helper, as in, I said before, just someone where Proverbs 31 says his heart can safely trust in you. Mm-hmm. You're his sounding board or... You're there to encourage him, you know, toward godliness and and to pray for him, and yeah, every day. Yeah, being being an encourager, you know, keen in on that. Are you that part? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, (laughs) Great job. Yes. Good input. Thank you. Uh, Of course, it needs to be truth and love, right? But I do think that that you know sometimes some some wives are really good at telling the truth but not very good at encouraging their husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was talking to you, Christy, about the importance of, of, of mm-hmm. just packaging cur- encouragement in with that, sandwiching, you know, the, the, the truth with, with, the, with the encouragement. Just encouragement needs to be a big part of... You're, you're your husband's greatest cheerleader, mm-hmm. and, and I would say that's been true of my wife. That, that's, that's such a, a gift oh, where's to anyone. What's, what's your next question? Let's see. How can a wife be in submission and yet not stifle or neglect her God-given abilities? Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is similar to the question that they asked you guys <laughs> last time about mm-hmm. how do you, 
Yeah. Right. How do you not stifle your wife's creativity? Right. I remember when we were first married, and this is really silly now, but we had this little shelf in our kitchen that was six inches tall and it was open and Eric was that's a great place to put the coffee mugs oh that'd be so good and I had in my mind something else I was going to put there but it was I felt I was just trying to figure it out as a new wife what it means to submit and some I have to put the coffee cups there now (laughs) (laughs) which I didn't really care at all I was I mean I was just throwing it out there you know so but yeah oh so, what was the question again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's how can a wife be in submission and yet not stifle or neglect her God-given abilities? Oh, yeah, because I don't, I don't feel the husband, if he's loving and leading, that's not a stifling role. He's saying he's giving her full reign to use her gifts in the areas of influence that she has. I think... I heard someone say that leadership is saying, let's do this. Let's work on the budget or let's do this. And, and I think that frees a man up or then frees the woman up when he does that to be able to, if she's good with finances, then that her husband is then delegating that to her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, <laughs> the question is, you know, is it the line between an overbearing husband who, who's trying to lead according to his own desires instead of leading according to his love for his wife which you know it does come down to the way the husband leaves but you know we're talking about the woman here right in her role regardless of what her husband does but but I do think that's an important point you know it, it is easy for a man to stifle his wife by the way that he leads not considering her not loving her and not allowing her to be who she is as a woman with the gifts that she has. But, yeah, so, yeah, I think. All right, what's the next question? The next question, um, how can a wife remind, correct and, sorry, how do you, how can a wife remind, correct and advise her husband without being bossy or nagging? (laughs) I think that it comes a lot with the attitude behind it I think sometimes the way that you say something you give them another option I, I was wondering about this but what do you think you're not making it hard for them to come to your side I don't know if that makes any sense also when you are confrontational how could you treat me this way Mm-hmm. then that puts them on the defensive. Well, then they're not ready to hear what you're going to say. Yeah. But I was thinking that for me, I remember there was a point in my marriage where it really stood out to me that I can't be concerned about my husband's sin or the issue that I see because of how it affects me. But I need to look at it. That affects his relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And we're helpers. So we're coming alongside and saying, I think I see this and I want to help you. I want to help you bear your burden. I want to, like Galatians 6 1 says, I want to gently, you know, restore. And, and so when it's about me and my hurts, well, then that's going to come across, I don't know, nagging. And, and the other thing is, I've learned is timing is really important. Okay. And this is hard for me because. I always want to deal with stuff right away when there's an issue. 
And sometimes it's late at night and Eric's literally tired. And then if we do talk about it, then we, I don't know, you end up saying things that you don't really even mean or that you shouldn't have said. But if you're just willing to be, okay, let's wait till a better time where we have time to discuss this or where we haven't had a long day. But I don't, I know some people are, that's going to bed angry. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think that they're, going to bed angry is different. You can choose to not be angry. You can choose to say, you know, there are some things we need to resolve, but right now we're both really tired, or at least I'm really tired, you know. Uh, maybe <laughs> mostly, not you. Mostly you. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, we can hash it out, but there, we can think clearly if we sleep. That's not the same thing as refusing to deal with stuff. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's different. The other thing, too, with that is with timing is when if you're reminding them of something that even something they said they would do, if you remind them... And, and they, you mean me, right? What, what me? Generically <laughs> husbands, you know? Okay, we'll keep it in the day. I'm good with it. If you remind him at a time when he can't take care of it right then, well, then if he forgets, you're just going to have to remind him again. So if you have that self-control to be, okay, I feel maybe this needs to be taken care of now, but I'm just going to wait, and I know that he can't deal with it now. I'm not going to remind him five times. I'm just going to wait until he could remember or he could do something. Right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because these, these, these tendency uh, of certain men, and I'm not talking about me, that, you know... <laughs> Maybe don't don't act as quickly as they should. That that can put a burden on his wife, and and it's inconsiderate. And, and so this is this is interesting because this is going on in, in in your mind, or in the wife's mind, and she's having to figure out how to remain a helper and remain submissive, and remain respectful, even while things are falling apart. And that's that's a it's a hard thing to do. Which then I think it's important to remember that each one gives account of himself to God. When you are submitting to your husband and following his leadership and trying to be his helper, you're doing that as to the Lord. And so you answer to him, to mm-hmm. the Lord. And, and if he chooses then to not lead as he should, well, he gives account to God. And just sometimes I think it's easy to stand in judgment over someone else and even what they do with their time. Or if you're late and it's because of X, well, then I'm happy. But if you're late and it's because of Y, well, then I'm not happy. Well, that's just me mm-hmm. acting as if I were God and right. I'm not. It sounds almost all of these answers are kind of going back to being a helper mm. or at least either regarding submission or helping your husband. It's kind of interesting how you're talking about when you don't do something right away and not just getting upset. It reminded me of something I saw on Instagram, actually, (laughs) Instagram, but of this couple and the wife wanted the husband to take out the trash, which sounds like a common thing. And then the husband didn't do it right away. So the wife got upset and started taking it out. And I kind of was scrolling through the comments and I was just I'm really interested seeing what other people, their mindset is. And a lot of unbelievers are saying, well, he didn't do it right away. So then I'm just going to do it myself because he doesn't want to do anything around the house. Which I know so many times I've asked 
Zach to do something and then I have to really think about, okay, yeah, he might not have done it right away, but I'm sinning and getting upset because he didn't do it right away because he's not here to at my beck and call. He's not here to do everything that I ask him to do right away at that moment. Um, I just thought that was something interesting. Yeah, and just that he's an adult, too. He's not my child. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and just... Right. What makes my way better than yeah. this way? So yeah. Yeah, and I, you know that that's where you end up with manipulation mm-hmm. that that comes in because it, it's very difficult to control people, and so what you have to do is find ways to control. And, and so nagging works, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, the husband is enough already. Fine, I'll go do it, right? And and that becomes a tool in the in the. In, in the weaponry of the, of the woman wanting to get her husband to do what she wants instead of, you know, a woman who is keenly interested in obeying what the Bible says mm-hmm. in, in, in honoring her husband and, and helping her husband and, and submitting to her husband and respecting her husband. Because, and the, you know, that, so, so back to that nagging thing, that's really a, a home built around her, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a self-centered woman is what that is. And what comes out is the nagging or, or different ways of manipulation. It's manipulate. It's all manipulation. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whenever you see that, it's, it's because of that, that selfishness, that unwillingness to obey what the, the Bible calls for her to do. Well, that's good. This is really good. What, what's your next question there? So this is actually the last question. But it's saying, what are the most important factors in being a godly wife? <laughs> <laughs> I think that definitely pursuing Christ, making that your first priority, because I think um, out of that will spring every other um, response. And I think just the importance of renewing your mind regularly um, with the Word of God, because you're going to hear so many conflicting messages and you just need to have that biblical grid work that you're seeing your life through. And I, I just think, you know, marriage, it's not really about us. It pictures Christ in the church, and we have a role to play, but it's really, it's God's mm-hmm. production. <laughs> We're the actors. And I just think, too, of First Peter 2 that talks about, if you suffer for doing good and you endure it patiently, that that's a gracious thing in the sight of God. That's something that grant gives or grants God's favor towards you, and mm-hmm. just that He's the one that's seen and He knows He knows your heart and He knows the work that you're doing as to Christ. And I guess that all goes back to you can't think rightly about difficult situations if you don't have God's word in your life. Right. And yeah, so I mean, if you have like you are just going on and on now <laughs> if you if you if you understand take Ephesians 432 that says if you you know forgive as Christ forgave you well now God's word now is controlling you because you understand how much Christ has forgiven you or you know returning good for evil and just all those things when you're taking God's word into your life then that's coming out in who you are as a person and who you are as a wife so Mm -hmm. that's that's that (laughs) the most important 
is to grow to know your Lord and model your life after him. Right? Jesus, who was in the form of God, didn't consider him robbery to take on the form of a slave and wash the disciples' feet and demonstrate his love. You know, being, being a, uh, a woman, a godly woman in the home is, is not, it, it's hard work, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's well, because, hard. because you marry a sinner yeah. and you are a sinner. Yeah. That's just, you so know, you, you have one marble in a bag and you shake the bag around. It's not going to make much noise. And you put two marbles in. Well, now they're clinking against each other. Yeah. Marbles, mm-hmm. the clinking is sin, so, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I know. thought maybe the marbles were kids. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you add more kids, it gets louder and noisier. But yeah. The clinking is our sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's sinners in the home, sinners outside of the home. And so, you know, it's, it's not, you know, there's this idea that you're going to get married, <laughs> you know, the young, a young woman has, that you're, she's, she's going to get married and all of, you know, her, her fairy tale dreams are going to come true and she's going to find everything that she's ever wanted and it doesn't take more than, well, usually the dating in the, you know, the, 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 you know, when you're engaged, the engagement process starts to reveal, wait a minute, this is not fairy tale I thought it was, but then you're married in, what, you know, a day, two days, and you recognize what you're saying that, wait, hold on, I didn't marry, you know, perfect Prince Charming at all, and there's no such thing as Prince Charming. And I, I think, again, we look forward to, you know, the church being the bride of Christ and that day when Christ is the perfect bridegroom and one day we won't right? we'll be, be made perfect. Yeah. But I think that's great, Sharon, because the, the, the entire point is to look to Jesus, right? He's the, the motivation, right? Yeah. He's, he's the one. That, that you, so it's not about your husband and, his, and, and, and finally conforming him because then you end up with nagging and manipulation, mm-hmm. right? So you need to be content with the man that you married or that you are marrying, if this is who you're choosing to marry, even if he doesn't ever change. The goal isn't that your husband is going to be what you want him to be. The goal is that you are going to be what Jesus wants you to be, right? And so that's what you're saying, Sharon, the most important is to grow in your own understanding, your own personal disciplines, your own... Uh, you know, ability to to uh, to read the word, to understand the word, and to be Jesus, because Jesus Christ is is the goal, is the ultimate motivation, and and he's he enables you to do that. He, even if your husband never changes, you know, you be who you are called to be, mm-hmm. and in the, <clears throat> and I know I'm and I'm going on and on, <laughs> but this is a podcast, and I, I get to do this. Yeah, I gotta fill my quota of minutes. Right, we're almost up to thirty <laughs> minutes. So, no, I, I I just think that that's really good. And and I, and as a as a testimony to you, Sharon, I I am I'm glad I married you. I think uh, time's up. I think the time's up right now. <laughs> I am. I'm very glad I married her. I, I've been calling her a GW lately, uh, which stands for godly wife or good woman, uh, because that's what she is. So, and the beauty is to have the children rise up and call her blessed. It's been good, but 
uh, maybe we'll save that for another day. Uh, so, is that is there any any other thoughts or questions, Christy? No, it was really helpful. I'm <laughs> listening. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and crank up the music then. And this has been a good discussion. So, I look forward to more to come. <laughs>